Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead, our weekly segment, um, which I still haven't decided on a name yet, but but here we go. Today, we're going to talk about um, something that has kind of grown and picked up some steam in the past few months uh, since December of 2020. We're talking about, of course, the spectacular Spider-Man, and this particular show... Um, came on, it was on TV from like 2008, 2009, very short period of time, had two seasons, 26 episodes, um, really short stuff, you know, it did not last long, and yet the show was an instant hit, um, and it became an instant classic, and if it were allowed to run its course, it probably could have rivaled or at least surpassed perhaps surpassed um, the 90s Spider-Man show, which a lot of people still kind of hold as the best show. Um, the Spectacular Spider-Man, though, was a very great show in its own right, and um, the complications between Sony, Marvel, and Disney led to its cancellation. And ever since then, as with plenty of other shows, fans have wanted this thing to come back. What's interesting about the Spectacular Spider-Man that's different than a lot of other shows um, where fans have, you know, wanted to come back is that the Spectacular Spider-Man's fate um, is is a somewhat complicated one. It's, it's pretty complicated. Even the uh, creator of the show doesn't quite fully understand exactly how everything is kind of set up. So it's a very, very odd thing. Um, But the important thing to understand is, so, you know, back in like the 80s, 90s, Marvel was having some financial difficulties. And I've talked about this in several other episodes, but so I'm going to just really summarize it. But, you know, Marvel was having some difficulties and, decided to try to get some money. They had previously tried to make movies and shows, um, and they didn't really get off. Um, they didn't really do well, and so, you know, they were hemorrhaging money, and they were trying to figure out how to make money, and the comics, the comic books weren't selling all that great. Um, so it was a dark period uh, for Marvel, and they began to sell off their characters, the movie and television rights of these characters started to go to other studios. Um, in this case, Spider-Man ended up going to Sony. So Sony had the rights to um, TV and movies. And so, you know, you had the vast majority of the TV shows and the vast majority of the, all of the movies. They have been produced by Sony, at the very least... Um, there is one Spider-Man uh, show that came on MTV. It was an MTV series. But of course, obviously, Sony had to allow um, Viacom, um, who owns MTV, they had to allow that to you know take place. But it was all under Sony's control. And so the spectacular Spider-Man came al- along. And it, again, it proved to be a hit. And this was shortly after the Sam Raimi trilogy, which... We didn't know at the time, but basically the the trilogy met its end. It was over. There wasn't going to be any more movies 
um, from that era. And so we had the show. And, you know, with the third movie, you know, Spider-Man was a big deal. And so, you know, coming into this, a lot of anticipation about what they were going to do. Um, and if you want to if you want to know more about the history of the Spectacular Spider-Man, there is another podcast out there, Walloping Web Snappers. Um, <clears throat> I've been listening to them for a good while now. They started off in, uh, I believe, 2018. Um, it's been so long, I don't remember. I think it's 2018. Or at least early 2019, and they've been, you know, they've been going at it, um, and they they go in depth a lot um, about you know the different uh, be- different behind the scenes actions and stuff like that on uh, Spider-Man cartoons. Um, so they 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 have their own. They go episode by episode and really dive into fun facts and things like that. Wildbeam Web Snappers definitely check them out. Great podcast. Um, very informative in that kind of nature, but yeah, the spectacular Spider-Man had a, a, a really, a really great story behind it. Um, so it was easy to root for them to succeed because they really cared about the character and they wanted to tell a unique story, um, which they really did. And there's a reason why fans have been pumped about a show that only lasted for 26 episodes, you know. So, but anyway. Things got complicated when Marvel closed in on buying Marvel. When Disney closed in on buying Marvel. Now, again, Marvel and Sony had an agreement. Okay, they had an arrangement of, you know, Sony would be able to use Spidey in TV shows and movies. What ended up happening, long story short, because I don't want to get into I'll have to do a separate episode about the exact story with that show. But long story short, um, what happened was when Disney stepped in, the agreement was reworked so that this is my brief research. I'll have to dive in more, like I said. But it, it appears from what I've been able to tell, Sony gave the TV rights to Marvel slash Disney. And in turn, apparently they had more stuff. They beefed up their movie rights. So it might have been they get more money for the movie rights by giving up the TV show rights. Things have not been too clear about it. And and even, like I said, the um, the creator of the show, he has his own blog that he's um, been doing like Q&As and stuff about it. He didn't really understand exactly what was going on. So it, it's it, it's a very weird thing. But it gets weirder. That's not really the weird part. The weird part is Sony, in this new arrangement, in this new agreement, Sony and Disney and Marvel decided to cancel the show. They were just done with the show. Sony... Okay, Marvel had the TV rights to Spider-Man. However... The actual spectacular Spider-Man, like the art, characters, the, the, the concept of the show remained with Sony. So Sony had the rights to a TV show that they couldn't make because they gave those rights to Marvel. It's, it's a strange... 
I'm not sure why you would... Essentially, they split the show up. And now two companies own one TV show. In a sense. Okay? Marvel, again, they own the rights to use Spider-Man in TV. They just were not able to continue the Spectacular Spider-Man. Because the Spectacular Spider-Man specifically belonged to Sony. And that's why it's not that simple to resurrect that show because two studios would have to come together to make that happen. Now, the um, Greg Wiseman, the creator of the show in December, he came out and said it's, a, it's not going to happen. That, that the show is not coming back. Very, very unlikely. It's just not going to happen. I wish, but it's not. He sent out a couple of tweets and, and an interview and stuff like that. It became a hot topic in December. Because uh, there was a petition going around and he kind of just was put that to rest. Like, no, stop it. It's not happening. Um, so now we're at a place where can we get the show back? And, and, and people need to understand that this isn't, you know, it, it isn't all that simple of a thing. Now, when Marvel stepped in, uh, when Disney stepped in, they immediately, you know, obviously the show got canceled. They immediately launched their own Spider-Man show, Ultimate Spider-Man, starring Drake Bell as the uh, as Peter Parker. And, you know, they went from there. Marvel did Ultimate Spider-Man, then they did Marvel Spider-Man. And um, soon, you know, there's going to be a Disney Junior show, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Um, so, you know... Disney has decided, you know, some, you know for places that I read, people kind of were looking at it like Disney is going to brand Spider-Man for their own image, you know, instead of taking a Sony property, they're going to just create their own TV show and blah, blah, blah. And Ultimate Spider-Man was just one of a, of a series of shows, cartoons that all had their own little universe. Uh, before the MCU really, really, really took off, there was an animated version of the MCU um, that was happening alongside of it. Uh, featured Spider-Man, the Avengers, Hulk had his own series. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy had their own series. Um, so you know, there was a lot of different characters um, in their animated universe. Uh, Marvel really you know, came through. Marvel and Disney really came through with that. They were all interconnected. Um, usually Spider-Man was the one that guest starred in all of them. Um, you could see him, you know, cameo inside the episodes for each of those series. Um, but anyway, so now we've come to the topic of this episode, which is, can the show actually come back? Will it come back? And should it come back? Okay. Can it come back? Technically, yes. It would just be complicated. It would involve Sony and Disney to come together and say, let's make this show again. On one hand, you usually don't see two studios come together 
you know, and work together on a project. You usually don't see two competitors, essentially, coming together to work on a project. The kicker is, this is what makes it really weird. As you already know, Sony and Disney have already had an arrangement with live-action Spider-Man. The movie Spider-Man writes, Sony has let Disney use Spider-Man in their movies. So, what's really stopping it? What's stopping Sony from also loaning out the TV show, the Spectacular Spider-Man TV show, and Disney works on it, and Disney and Sony work on it? Or, or I mean, I guess ultimately, Disney would have to do the loaning out. Disney would have to say, okay, hey, you can use Spider-Man for the TV show. But I think ultimately the, the, the issue with that is that for Disney slash Marvel, they probably prefer they get the credit. If the spectacular Spider-Man ever came back, obviously it will be a Sony project, not with association with Marvel type of thing. Uh, it would not be necessarily a Marvel project. Spider-Man inside the MCU... Those movies, Far From Home and Homecoming, those are technically Sony movies, technically, okay? But they are underneath the umbrella of um, spite of the MCU and Disney and all that, so it doesn't look too weird. Um, But a TV show would definitely be branded as a Sony production type of thing. Sony would definitely make sure people knew this is our show. This is not Disney's show. This is our show. Okay. So it's, it, that's a very interesting thing. So it could come back. The ability for it can happen. How likely is it? So that leads to the next question. Will it happen? No. I, you know, I don't think it will happen. And I wish Greg Wiseman really made that clear. And telling people why he doesn't think it'll happen. Um, But it won't happen. I don't think it will. It could, but it won't. Because, again, those two companies would have to come together. Marvel, Disney already has TV shows running. and, And they have their own thing going on. So, unless... I mean, the, the the only real chance that's left is that if the fans completely stop watching what's on TV, whatever TV shows that Marvel, Disney puts out for Spider-Man, if no one watches them while at the same time telling them, we don't want this, we want the spectacular Spider-Man. Marvel, you know, Disney, they may come to the place where they have to be like, all right, it's all about the money. It's all about the fandom. We're going to have to bite the bullet and sit down with Sony and see if we can make something happen. That would be the real only way. Money talks. You know, viewership talks. And, you know, if, if fans start, you know, turning off to Spider-Man shows, you know, Marvel and Disney are going to be like, we we got the rights to, to this character back. And for what? We're not making anything off of it. They, the fans clearly have stated what they want. If we want to keep, you know, getting that bread and all of that, we're going to have to, 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 to. So 
that is that I don't know how likely that is, but that is a scenario that can take place. Um, so we will have to see. Should it happen? That's the third question. Should this happen? In my opinion, no. It has been over a decade since the show has launched. If you watch the original show, there's a magic to it. Okay? There is a... uh, There's something about the show that fits the era of its time as well. That's why certain shows that are old... Older shows, you know, like okay, for instance, Frasier is one of my favorite shows of all time. The concept of Frasier, the characters and the things that have happened and everything, was hilarious for its time, but it wouldn't necessarily fit today's TV standards. And sure, throughout the years, you can age characters and change their personalities a little bit. But if you change the personalities too much, then you're not going to have the same show. You're not likely going to have the same kind of success if if fans come back to see completely different people on screen that they don't like. I mean, the actors are the same, but the personalities and the characters, you know, are are, are warped in such a way that it's like, well, who, what? This isn't Frasier. This isn't Niles. This isn't Daphne. This isn't Roz. This isn't, you know... I mean, Marty's, you know, the actor, he's gone, so they're probably not going to recast him, I I would think. But, you know, if they did decide to recast him, you know, this isn't Marty, you know, and all of this. So, and I think that's the same with a lot of shows and a lot of movie franchises and things like that. I just, I don't think a reboot of the Spectacular Spider-Man or a continuation is really going to go well. I think too much time has passed. The animators that worked on that show, you know, they they either are going to be tied up or they're not interested anymore or passed away, God forbid, or retired. Did I say retired? Anyway, whatever. You know, there's... It's not going to have the same magic and everything. The, the creator might be involved, but unless you're telling me that they can recreate all of those hands and, and people, I mean, voice actors and stuff, you know, are you going to be able to get the voice actors back? If you have different voice actors, I'll tell you this, the voice acting on that show, the roster that they have is one of the best rosters I've seen for an animated show, um, at least a Marvel animated show. I mean, they've they've got people that, <laughs> I mean, I, again, Wild and Web Snappers, check them out. They will tell you all about, you know, the cast of that show. Um, phenomenal cast. And, you know, they they really sell the characters on that show and help make that show as great as it was. That that show had a certain animation style that would that still really fit today's stand. There's so many things that had to be right. And perfect timing back then that you probably will not get today. I think a lot, a lot of things can change. A lot of people can change. A lot of tastes can change. And there's a group of people saying we want the show back, but how? 
what percentage of the overall Marvel fandom actually wants that show back? I mean, sure, you can look for the common fan to watch the shows too, but you're obviously making certain shows. That show in itself, The Spectacular Spider-Man, was definitely made for Spider-Man fans. Uh huh. If if you read the comics and things like that, you 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 could easily follow along. They make a lot of references and a lot of their um, a lot of their stuff that they have in there is from the original like first twenty years of the comics, the Spider Man comics, first ten to twenty years of the comics. So you know it it's got a lot of that kind of flavor that. You know, is that still going to be relevant? Can that still be created? Will the right people be on board to make that happen? So I don't think it should happen because ultimately there is a, I feel like there is a high chance that the show's legacy will drop if they try to bring it back and it just fails to be as good as the original. I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong, and maybe there's a, a large group of animators and artists and all of these people out here that would want to work on that show and would do it justice. I just don't quite, you know, and the, and the actors and, and the cast and the directors and producers and all of these different things, you know, because even the producers... What if the producers have a different set of things that they want to see that the original producers, you know what I mean? At this point, I, I mean, I guess Sony would still be in charge of the show, which I will give that a, a plus. Sony, you know, when they originally was doing the show, they definitely let Wiseman, you know, do a lot of his his vision and everything. They didn't do a lot of meddling like they did with the movies. Um, so if Sony were to come back to Wiseman and say, hey, okay, yeah, sure, will they give them the same, you know, the set of producers involved will not likely be the same producers this time around. There are so many things that had to, I, I said it earlier, there are so many things that had to go right in order for that show to be as successful and beautiful and loved the way that it was. And if too many things are changed, that chemistry, that flavor, that that spirit won't be the same. And the real question is, will it be different enough to change the overall tone of the show to weaken it? It could change it for the better. But you weren't going to do a crap ton better than that show you just weren't they they did a phenomenal job with that show and you're not really going to get uh, you're just not I don't think you're going to get that same height with a different group of people and even the same group of people they're going to be in different places in their lives and Will they see the show in the same way? You know, a lot of us, we remember stuff when we were in our, you know, our childhood and and our 20s and and teenage years and things like that. And when you go back to revisit, you look at it differently. 
right? Age changes your mindset and, and how you look at things. You may have watched a show that you thought a particular scene was like hilarious, and then life happened. Something, there may have been some kind of event in your life where now you look at that scene with despair. You know, there's so many different things that could just change, you know. And this, the reason why the show should not come back is, is a lot of the uh, human, the, the human side of the production. The psychological effects of, of, of time, um, I think, puts the show at a disadvantage. And obviously, the longer something goes on without it coming back, the harder it is to bring it back. And it's for good reason. You lose the essence as time goes on, the essence of that show. And I think for that type of show and for what it was doing and what it had planned, um, I just don't I don't know if it can survive a, a successful comeback. I don't think Frasier will, to be honest. I, you know, I'm probably going to tune in, um, but I'm not very confident. Even some of the actors that are in the show are, are voiced like I don't think I'm going to be back. I don't. I'm not really. I don't. You know. So I don't know. You know, Spectacular Spider-Man was a fantastic show. I have it on DVD. Um, the whole set, you know, and I've been watching it recently again uh, mainly because I'm doing a lot of episodes on the podcast that's going to involve the show as well as all of the other shows so I'm kicking in any DVDs and Blu-rays that I have and Disney Plus and I'm watching all the Spider-Man stuff all over again just to have a fresher in my mind before I start talking about them in depth like ranking the movies and shows and actors and things of that nature so, you know, but I definitely enjoy the show. And the way that season two ended is probably a, a big reason why people wanted it to. It basically ended on a cliffhanger type of thing. Um, it, it It's annoying because it was, it felt like it was just starting to get juicy and, and, and really hit its stride. I think it was. It was probably going to start hitting its peak in the next couple of seasons. And um, so, but it ended so soon. But they got a lot of storylines out there. They were able to create a lot of characters that we know and love in that two year span, a two season span. So, quite honestly, even though it was short, you got a taste of a lot of classic villains, uh, you know, and, and a lot of, lot of different things. Um, if if somehow you haven't heard of the show, uh, I would advise you to watch it. Um, you know, and if you if you have watched it, you know, watch it again. Right. So, um, I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if uh, I don't know where you can stream the show. Is it on Disney Plus? I don't remember. You know what? Hold on, guys. I'm going to check right now. I'm going to hop on the app. Let me take a look. Because I think... I th- I don't think it's on Disney+. Plus. I don't think it's available for streaming anywhere. Um, because, again, that show is split in two. Two companies own the that show, kind of. Like, the, the to be able to... 
watch the show. I guess it's more of a Sony. It's more of Sony because Sony owns the actual show itself versus Marvel owns Spider-Man for TV. Um, the general concept of Spidey on TV. Um, so no, nah, I would think it's not on Disney+. Plus. Now that I've talked myself through it, I've walked myself through it, it is not on here. Um, but I am definitely checking right now. And... Okay, yeah, just as I thought. So, not there. Um, the 60s Spider-Man is on there. Spider-Man His Amazing Friends is on there. Ultimate Spider-Man is on there. Marvel Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Woman, for crying out loud, is on there. But, uh, yeah. the uh, So, I don't know where you can stream... Spectacular Spider-Man. I know it's not on Hulu. Um, and Sony doesn't necessarily have their own streaming platform. So yeah, I don't I don't really know where you would go for that. So it might be might be behind a payroll paywall random streaming service. I don't know. But anyway. So you guys let me know how you feel about the show's fate. Did you did you know about Sony and Marvel and Disney's kind of arrangement with that show in general? Um, if you didn't know that, does that change how you feel about the show's potential revival? Um, it would involve Disney and, and Sony coming together. They've done it before, so they could do it again. It's not... It's not a weird foreign thing to see those two companies work together. That's the kicker. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see if either side really wants that to happen and if the fans' voices and pleas are enough. Uh, we've seen it before. Plenty of shows have come back and movie franchises and things. The power of the people, you know, in a lot of ways... Excuse me. Oh, boy. In a lot of ways, you know, can change the tides... But a lot of these reboots and things like that have ended in disappointment. So I don't know why we keep asking for the remakes and reboots and things like that. I don't, I don't get it. But okay, <clears throat> I mean that's. I feel like it's true, you know. But um, yeah. Let me know, you know, how you guys feel about you know the show's fate and. Leave leave a voice message in the description of the episode. You can leave a voice message. Go ahead and leave one. I can listen to your comment, um, your question, whatever it is. I'll I'll answer it and talk about it on the next episode. Um, you know, so definitely leave a voice. You will be heard, and we will go from there. Um, but I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up. I'm glad that I was able to talk about this. I've been thinking about talking about this for. Well, really for months um, since it came out. But then every time I tried to record it, I got, I kind of got bored and it felt irrelevant. Um, but now that I'm doing this weekly segment. I'm going to, you know, obviously my goal is to talk about uh, things like this. Um, so instead of like the latest news and, and things like that, I'm analyzing um, different things, um, historical elements and all of that. So. Um, that's what you'll be seeing every Wednesday. Um, I, I believe next week my, my schedule is, this is a, a favorite project of mine. Um, I'm going to be 
uh, ranking the voice actors of Spider-Man by how many credits they have, right? So, you know, one actor may have done a couple of video games and, you know, maybe a series, right? And then, you know, so how many credits do you have voicing Spider-Man? And we'll rank them by that. So based off of, um, it'll be obviously animation, voice actors, you know, so the animation between episodes for a TV show um, and then how many games, you know, video games and things like that, as well as um, movies like Into the Spider-Verse. So um, that's going to be interesting to see who has basically voiced Spider-Man the most out of anybody. Um, So I can't wait to find out who it is. I, I think I know who it is, but that's before I've done actual research. So I'm I'm gonna see if that has changed my mind or changed my mind if my uh, research backs up my initial thought. So stay tuned for that one. Um, but in the meantime, guys, keep swinging and we'll uh, well, we'll do the outro thing. Let's do it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want more, make sure you follow my uh, podcast here on whatever platform you're listening to. I don't know where you're at, <laughs> really. Um, and, you know, check out my website, dullinell.com. And follow me on Twitter. I'll be tweeting Spider-Man stuff and 76ers stuff and other random stuff. Stuff, right? What is that wet fluid made out of anyway? Stuff? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep swinking.